Welcome to Ellis Manor House and the Merchant's Way. I really do hope that, um, you know, I know we're, um, well, I think we're different from what other people are doing, but I hope it's appreciated and um, you are becoming more aware of what it is we're trying to achieve. So let us know. Do, do please communicate your thoughts to us. So look, you know, as individuals today, we probably have more power, the individual, than any time I can think of immediately. And that's because of all of the electronic age we've talked about before. You know, what we're doing here now, sitting here, being able to get a message over to you, so many people, you know, we could get this over to the whole world if they're able, if they have the devices and they want to tune in and they find us. We've never been able to do this before. So as we're becoming more and more let down by big governments and small governments. We needn't sit there like lemmings. You can be more proactive. And it doesn't matter from which platform it comes. You know, as I said, this is a platform for, and it's because absolutely everything connects into this. Now, we work with a lot of other interesting, we think they're interesting because they're pertinent to us. We work with um, places in Perugia. There's, and I did mention this in our introduction, um, Fontano Maggiore, which is said to be the most important medieval fountain in the world. And why? We share the same Aesop's fable in the bottom basin on the rung. So if you're there next time, do look out for that. They share, we share together. We work also with um, Gemelestrup in Denmark. At Gemelestrup, again, a wonderful building with all the step gables. They carry out some very serious research and they manage over a hundred of the small manor houses all over Europe. Now, we also um, work with um, Glimminghus in Sweden. Now, the whole of what's now southern Sweden, Skåne, used to be Denmark, but they went head to head. And sadly, the Danes lost the day. So now it's Sweden. So it's that region of Skåne. And you'll see a wonderful amount of these step gable buildings in that region. And Visby, quite a large island off of Sweden, there's a, there's a dock there, or was, and you would see all of the step gables. And Visby's actually a walled town, or a walled island, I should say. 
Again, some dear friends up on the border. And this now shows, in order to even approach this, you have to know what was happening on both sides of the Alps. So we work with people in the Turelli region. And um, Bolzano, Castle Mericcio, Mericcio, I think that's the correct Italian pronunciation. Again, we'll show you inserts of, um, you know, in certain parts of Italy, you're, you're ones used to seeing the frescoes, which look very different from what we're looking around these walls. But up in the Turil, the castles, which are painted, a profusion of paint all over the place. They are more similar in a visual context. They're not identical, but they're more similar in a visual context. And that's because they're virtually on the border of Italy and um, Austria. So jokingly, I say um, they're men in Lederhosen speaking Italian. Now, these are some of um, the houses we work with, and of course, Petrarca, Petrac, how could I forget? And these are fabulous, small places, but they give you so much. If you understand the architectural language, you can literally stand there and you can read these buildings. Because it's not just about the language of that country, it's the language of Northern Europe. And so you, you, you start to get this feeling of how the travels took place. And from that, you know, once you're able, and, and this is actually what I'd want, you know, we have our little school, Great Ponton School, in this village. And we do a lot with them here up at the house. And one of what I would like to achieve one day is to take them on a trip down to some of these places we've mentioned. And not to give them too much information, but to see their little eyes light up. Can you imagine them standing in Sweden, or in Denmark, or in um, Perugia? And suddenly they're seeing symbols from this building in their village. And just looking at them, observing them, to see the curiosity of how it plays out them recognizing it and then from there when they recognize it to see how they deal with it because you know we've had some of the kids up and they've sat in this painted chamber and they've been drawing what they see and it is absolutely amazing i i get quite excited too excited because when you see um seven and eight-year-olds. Already you can see something in these. We had one little girl. She drew what she drew. She focused in on an image and she drew it. And I promise you, if you'd taken that image away from that child 
and showed it around, you would have thought that was being drawn by a talented 16-year-old. And it's when you can see that, and you know, teachers, I think, have a wonderful job because they're able to see this on a daily basis and nurture it. You know, and that's my passion, really, because it's like I said in another episode, bring me the best. Not that you're ignoring the rest, but when you recognize talent in someone, because that talent could become very disruptive if no one can see what that child has and it's not used and it's not nurtured, they can become extremely disruptive. But if it's used and equally you can use that child to draw on a lesser talented child in a way that there's a cohesion of working together. Now, that's why it's so, so important that what we're trying to do at Ellis Manor House, we make it work. We want to make a difference. We want to show how a building like this is the catalyst. It doesn't matter about the size, how much money you've put into it. It is how you communicate this. So again, thank you for joining us and we look forward to seeing you on our next voyage. Goodbye for now. Good sailing.